0: Greetings, my friends. Welcome back to the broadcast. I'm Sean. It's Monday, and so as is custom, we are going to start our week with some wisdom, some encouragement from the Psalms and from the Proverbs. We're looking at Psalm 102, which is a prayer of the afflicted. In fact, the title is a prayer of the afflicted when he is overwhelmed and poureth out his complaint before the Lord. So Psalm 102, heavy psalm, and then we're going to be looking at Proverbs 20. I'm going to do something a little different this week. I'm actually going to read some commentary to start, and then we'll look at uh, our psalm for the day. Uh, the first two verses, though, real quick, it's, hear my prayer, O Lord, and let my cry come unto thee. Hide not thy face from me in the day when I am in trouble. Incline thy ear unto me in the day when I call. Answer speedily. One of the things I'm kind of getting from this psalm this, this morning is this sense of urgency that the writer of the psalm feels in that he knows his life is short. He's like, and because of that reality, it's like, Lord, please answer me in haste. Please answer me quickly because my time is short. Many of us can relate to this. It's like, Lord, I need an answer to this now because of XYZ, XYZ, right? Because of this situation or that going on, or my life is, I don't have much time left, or. We can relate to that feeling. I don't know about any of you, but one thing I've learned is regardless of how urgent you feel, you can't speed up or rush God. (laughs) Let me read this commentary to you. This is from F.B. Meyer. He says the psalmist bases his cry for a speedy answer on the swiftness with which his days are passing away, like smoke escaping from a chimney. His bones are calcined; His heart withers like Jonah's gourd. He is worn to a skeleton by his long and passionate lamentations. He finds his likeness in the solitude-loving creatures such as a pelican or an owl. Still, another element in his suffering is the mockery of his foes. He cannot get away from it. It haunts him. Ashes, the token of his mourning, are his food, and tears fill his cup. But the bitterest element of all is the consciousness of God's displeasure it seems as if god's hand is against him and the accumulated weight of grief he deems that the day of his life must expire however in the concluding portion of the psalm his hope is renewed sometimes we have to deal with the reality of how things Feel. like we can't always just sometimes we do disservice to the truth and to the reality of situations in people's lives and even our own lives when we try to act like everything's just going to be okay that's not always the case the solemnness is not only tormented by his circumstances but by the lack of hope because he feels like his circumstances are horrible but in addition to that he feels like god is not for him in this moment that maybe god's displeasure is upon him these these are all emotions feelings even sometimes realities that we deal with we you know while we should always try to look for the hope, which the psalmist does do at the end here, that doesn't mean we that, that, doesn't mean that uh, the reality of our current circumstance doesn't exist, if that makes any sense. Or the struggle doesn't exist. Or the disappointment doesn't exist. Or it seems like the prayer is not even being listened to. Let's have a look. Psalm 102. A Prayer of the Afflicted. Let's begin. Hear my prayer, O Lord, and let my cry come into Thee. Hide not Thy face from me in the day when I am in trouble. Incline Thy ear unto me in the day when I call. Answer me speedily. For my days are consumed like smoke and my bones are burned as a hearth. My heart is smitten, and I am withered like grass, so that I forget to eat my bread. Please note, if any of you there was a, 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 a there was a time in my life, and this was leading up to when I became, started to become serious about my relationship with God, but I was in a circumstance that was, uh, still the dark to this day of some of the darkest times of my life. And I lost about 20 or 30 pounds in about a 30 to 40 day window. And it's because when you're in that dark of a place, when you're that depressed, you don't even remember to eat. You're just trying to not die, if that makes sense. You're just trying to survive the moment. Each day, it's just, you wake up and you're like, oh, you're, you're in such a dark place that you're actually grieved when you wake up. I've been in that place. Maybe some of you have too. The psalmist says, bye. Reason of voice, my groaning and my bones cleave to my skin. He says, my heart is smitten and withered like grass so that I forget to eat my bread. Like I'm in so, I'm in so much pain, I don't even remember to eat. By reason of the voice of my groaning, my bones cleave to my skin. Verse six. I am like a pelican in the wilderness. I am like an owl of the desert. I watch. I am as a sparrow alone upon the housetop. My enemies reproach me all the day, and they that are mad against me are sworn against me. For I have eaten ashes like bread, and mingled my drink with weeping, because of thine indignation and thy wrath. For thou hast lifted me up and cast me down. My days are like the shadow that declineth, and I am withered like grass. So that's the first half of the psalm, first 11 verses. That's his complaint before the Lord. It ends with the deep sorrow of God is the one who's done this to me, and, and he's angry with me. He, is, he lifted me up, but then now he's thrown me down. My days are like a shadow that declineth, and I am withered like grass. He's he's saying, my days are short. Like grass, I'm here today, gone tomorrow. And that's the opposite with God, right? And that's what the psalmist says. My days are like a shadow that declineth. I am withered like grass. Verse 12. But thou, O Lord, shall endure forever and thy remembrance unto all generations. Thou shalt arrive and have mercy upon Zion, for the time to favor her, yea, the set time has come. For thy servants take pleasure in her stones, and favor the dust thereof. So the heathen shall fear the name of the Lord, and all the kings of the earth thy glory. When the Lord shall build up Zion, he shall appear in his glory. He will regard the prayer of the destitute and not despise their prayer. They shall be written for the generations to come, and the people which shall be created shall praise the Lord. For he hath looked down from the height of his sanctuary, from heaven did the Lord behold the earth, to hear the groaning of the prisoner, to loose those that are appointed to death, to declare the name of the Lord in Zion, and to praise And his praise in Jerusalem. When the people are gathered together in the kingdoms to serve the Lord, he weakened my strength in the way. He shortened my days. I said, O my God, take me not away in the midst of my days. Thy years are throughout all generations. Of old hast thou laid the foundation of the earth, and the heavens are the work of thy hands. They shall perish, but thou shalt endure. Yea, all of them shall wax old like a garment, as the vesture shall thou change them, and they shall be changed. But thou art the same, and thy years have no end. The children of thy servants shall continue, and their seed shall be established before thee. So that's Psalm 102. It's a sobering, some of the Psalms are sobering, right? They speak to the reality of the human condition and the human life. He talks about some things that many of the commentators believe is dealing with the time after the Babylonian captivity. Um, maybe some of it deals with um, when the first coming of Messiah. I tend to think that it's more than that that the word of God is alive and living maybe it's speaking to our generation and our future as well he talks about how the name of the Lord will be in Zion and his praise in Jerusalem when people are gathered together verse 22 and the kingdoms to serve the Lord so is that talking about after the Babylonian captivity. Is there a future conversation to be had there? A a verse that you could cross-reference it with is from the prophet Zechariah in chapter 8, verse 20 through 23, where he says, Thus saith the Lord of hosts, it shall yet come to pass that there shall come people and the inhabitants of many cities. And the inhabitants of one city shall go to another, saying, Let us go speedily to pray before the Lord, and to seek the Lord of hosts. I will go also. Yea, many of the people, strong nations, shall come to seek the Lord of hosts in Jerusalem, and pray before the Lord. Thus saith the Lord of hosts, In those days it shall come to pass, that ten men shall take hold of all languages of the nation, even shall take hold of the skirt of him that is a Jew, saying, We will go with you, for we have heard that God is with you. I sure hope that that is a prophetic future, right? Where the nations will want to go to Jerusalem and pray before the Lord. May it be so in our day. Come quickly, Lord Jesus, come quickly. All right. Let's move on to our wisdom for this week. We're looking at Proverbs 20. As you know, I don't pre-read the proverb. I just read it and oftentimes it connects with what we've just covered. Let's have a look and see. 30 verses, Proverbs chapter 20, King James Bible. Wine is a mocker, strong drink is raging, and whosoever is deceived thereby is not wise. The fear of the king is as a roaring of a lion, whoso provoketh him to anger sinneth against his own soul. It is an honor for a man to cease from strife, but every fool will be meddling. The sluggard will not plow by reason of the cold, therefore shall he beg in the harvest and have nothing. Counsel in the heart of a man is like deep water, but a man of understanding will draw it out. Most men will proclaim every one his own goodness, but a faithful man, who can find? The just man walketh in his integrity. His children are blessed after him. A king that sitteth in the throne of judgment scattereth away all evil with his eyes. Who can say I have made my heart clean? I am pure from my sin? Diverse weights and diverse measures... Both of them are like an abomination to the Lord. Even a child is known by his doings, whether his work be pure and whether it be right. The hearing ear and the seeing eye, the Lord hath made even both of them. Love not sleep, lest thou come to poverty. Open thy eyes, and thou shalt be satisfied with breath with bread. Please note that's the second time in this proverb that the writer has made a point of being lazy. Not doing anything is going to lead to your own poverty. Verse fourteen. It is not, it is not, saith the buyer, but when he is gone his ways when he boasteth, there is gold in a multitude of rubies, but the lips of knowledge are precious jewels. Take it, take his garment that is surety for a stranger. Take a pledge of him for a strange woman. Bread of deceit is sweet to a man, but afterwards his mouth shall be filled with Gravel. That's a deep one, isn't it? It's like when you're being deceived, you think, oh, this is great. You find out, don't you? Bread of deceit is sweet to a man, but afterwards his mouth shall be filled with gravel. Verse 18, every purpose is established by counsel and with good advice make war. He that goeth about as a talebearer revealeth secrets. Therefore meddle not with him. ...that flattereth with his lips. Please note, this is... We all know that person, right? They're a gossip. They hear something and they gotta call three people. We know these people. They work in your office. They work or wherever you work. Sometimes they're in your own family. I personally, when I recognize that individual... I'm not mean to them. I'm not hateful about them, but I, but you and I are not going to be having conversations. And if you come to me with stuff, I'm just going to nod and, but I'm not engaging with that person. Because what's going to happen is anything you ever disclose or say in front of them, or it's going to become everybody's knowledge. They are, they're tellbearers. They cause mischief and trouble. They cannot be trusted. You know who they are because they can't resist the temptation. I've seen this so many times. You watch them come across some information. Just just be the observer. They'll come across some information. Then they're on the phone. Then you hear them walking around telling everybody they f- stay, stay clear of that person. He that goeth about as a talebearer re- revealeth secrets. Therefore meddle not with him that flattereth with his lips. Stay far from that person. Verse 20, Whoso curses his father or his mother, his lamp shall be put out in obscure darkness. An inheritance may be gotten hastily at the beginning, but the end thereof shall not be blessed. Say not thou that I will recompense evil, but wait on the Lord and he shall save thee. Diverse weights are an abomination unto the Lord, and a false balance is not good. Please note that's the second time that's been mentioned. Also, what he t- that diverse weights means it's it's talking about an un- about being unbalanced. The, when you're when you have unfairness, unbalanced, where it's tipping towards. Just think about this: our our whole situation in this world right now is everything tips towards the billionaires and everyone else is just the balances are so low like the, the what's left of the middle class as an example are the ones paying all the taxes the rich are just getting fatter and fatter and fatter more are moving towards poverty and poverty and even the middle class is now becoming the lower class like those unbalanced things like that and i'm using a i'm using a large example but there's certainly smaller examples within your own home or within your own Life, the God is not a fan of that. Diverse weights and diverse measures, both of them alike, are an abomination to the Lord. Diverse weights are an abomination to the Lord, and false balance is not good. Verse 24. Man's going are of the Lord. How can a man understand his own ways? It is a snare to the man who devoureth that which is holy, and after vows to make inquiry. A wise king scattereth the wicked and bringeth the wheel over them. The spirit of a man is the candle of the Lord, searching all the inward parts of the belly. Mercy and truth preserve the king, and his throne is upholden by mercy. Two more verses here. The glory of young men is their strength, and the beauty of old men is the gray head. The blueness of a wound cleanses away evil. So do stripes, the inward parts of the belly. Well, there you have it, my friends. That is our wisdom and encouragement for this week. I pray that it spoke to you on some level. I pray that the words have gone forth and pierced hearts and caused many of you to draw closer to God as a result. Thank you for listening this morning. Thank you for your prayers. Again, I keep bringing this up. It's much needed right now. Much, much needed. So please consider praying. If you can, if you're willing, if you're being blessed by this, please consider supporting the mission of truth. You can do that by going to scriptureandprophecy.com. There's a donate support tab at the top. Thanks for listening. Peace and grace be with all of you. And until next time, God bless.